Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode, and as always, thank you for giving me your time. Today I'm here with... Jonathan Hennock, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Johnny. Uh, I'm a freshman here at USC. Um, I study econ, and I like to hoop. I like watching NBA. Uh, and, you know, I'm friends with... Shout out, you know, over here to, to Austin, <laughs> bro. You know. What made you want to get into econ? I, every time, anytime I hear econ, it's like a science, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like in a sense, it's a social science, uh, especially here. So, um, what drew you towards it? Um, <clears throat> when I was um, gonna go to my uh, junior year in high school, I like took this uh, macro course. It was this uh, extension course at like Harvard, right? And yeah. Yeah. No, and <laughs> I really love my professor. Yeah. So it was during COVID, and I I did it during the summers online. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to fly out there, but you know, pandemic, right? Oh, that's a- yeah, but I learned so much from her, and I, uh, I just really wanted to learn more about it because it was just very surface level mm-hmm. that I got out of that. Yeah. So, I just told myself from then on, which is about like two years ago now, like you know, this I is re- it. I want, yeah, I want to lock in on this. What do you want to do with it, though? Um, I probably want to go to investment banking with it. IB. Yeah. Where at? Man, if if I could like. Goldman or like JP, I, I, you got to shoot for the JP Morgan Chase. You got to shoot going. for the stars, yeah, yeah, and then land on the moon. Yeah. You know, have you been working on like those introduction like uh, internships and stuff? Yeah, because I know somebody that you can go to. Oh, for if you really want to get an IB, bro. Yeah. yeah, I got you. I'll yeah. shoot it to you because I'm I've been trying to like expand my network. And yeah, everything. yeah. So like outside of econ at school, do you like study economics like just by on your own? Just just be chilling, just. Economic time. No, for <laughs> real. I mean, to be honest with you, besides like outside, like you know, reading Wall Street and like you know, watching like CNBC, there's yeah. there's only so much you can do and read. Mm-hmm. But right now, on my spare time, especially with that, my main thing is trying to learn like the jargon. Oh, because it is like a new language. It's another right? language. Yeah, Teach exactly. Some, what, you, what you got? What's, what's for what? Oh man, I. I mean, what can I say? Like. <laughs> How, how what can I teach you? Um, I mean, you're 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 in Marshall as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I like I read um, like uh, like Wall Street Oasis and stuff like that, what I try to look at is like uh, different trends in stocks and stuff, and mm-hmm. why companies um, like share shareholders are like doing like types of actions in certain ways because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do in general yeah. right you know like we live in a world where like you know when, especially like in ib and stuff you know econo- like economics mm-hmm. and like you know law kind of mesh together yeah so um my main thing is just like understanding why like things are happening the way they are you know why are trends the way they are you know mm-hmm. when are we going to go into recession right yeah um in business cycle because you know Europe, China now, like they're all kind of already ahead of the curve on us, and it's we're next, in my opinion. Uh, For what? To get in a recession, probably around like, I'd say, by the time the, le- the election goes around, it's really um, there's a high chance of us, uh, you know, probably getting into some type of yeah. trouble. Um, a, a term that I learned is um, this is more from my dad as well. Um, there's certain events that they call black swan effect and uh events okay and a black swan is something that's unpredictable yeah 
it's World War Two. It's COVID. Yeah. It's the Spanish flu. Yeah. The Great Depression. It's not something you predict. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, COVID shook up the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a black swan. Yeah. So there's so much stuff because, like, that's the beauty of life, right? You don't know what the future is. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why it's so hard to predict how the market's going to act, right? Because yeah. you don't know when the next... You know, world is ending. Exactly. Or yeah. do we? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. talked about COVID. Like, right. how, how did COVID impact you? Because I know it was different for a lot of different people. How did it impact you? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And you can touch on this too, because yeah. I'm actually curious. But for me, at least, um, I, I took advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, I really did. Um, I think, um, in a sense, even academically, and, and um, trying to learn like a more about myself, really, mm-hmm. because you're detached from everyone. And, yeah. Um, it definitely matured me quicker. It made me more to myself and, you know, wh- whatever craft I had going on. Right? Yeah, like, well, like, what, what's something new that you picked up to do, like, that you was like, fuck it, this, this is just what I want to do? Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say I got into lifting heavily yeah. during that time. I was never into lifting it was mm-hmm. just hoop 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 right and then i would say during um covid i actually really really wanted to learn about working on my body yeah and like inside and out yeah what's the things you learn for the inside because i mean I guess the outside uh, just right living like ways you know i what I, on the inside took you like this is like something i really want to pay attention to yeah i you know it was it, like one thing w- would be, could be like uh, nutrition and just like actually tracking what you eat. That was like something I was fascinated. Really? With. Yeah, and wow. just like eating cleaner. Um, but I would say, especially during COVID, it was more or less that um, um, I always had like bad hips, mm-hmm. in a sense. Where I, I just could tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. I, I think every athlete has, honestly, to be honest. Just but, some horrible hips. Oh, on me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know. Because of that, I just wanted, I think that's where it came from, because I really wanted to open my mobility in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, going to the gym, that was part of the goal, you know, trying to just get overall healthier. Understand you. Exactly. So you took care of the body. What about the mind? Did you do anything new for the mind? Um, One one would be walking. I would actually, that's crazy now you say that. Mm-hmm. I tr- tried getting into, like, meditation. Yeah. I really tried. Because it just wasn't for you? No, it wasn't necessarily that. It's more something that I turn to when I'm in a dark place. I get that. Right. Because when everything is like super loud, yeah. you're like, let me just center back, get back to it, and then start to go out. No, literally. I mean, you know, m- m- you know, both of my parents are from Ethiopia. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, I mean, it was all mayhem. I mean, I couldn't even shoot in the driveway. That's how freaked out you yeah. know, my parents were. And I don't blame them. Like, yeah. you know. They're only, you know, trying to, like, protect what's theirs. And I, you know. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. But I, it, it, it was just such a bizarre time for everyone because, you know, nobody knew how to really move at or all. Or what was going to happen next. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy to think about, like, that's, like, a big event. Like, COVID no. was, like, huge. Like, yeah. to us, it may seem like, oh, it happened and then it went by. But, like, we don't realize that's, like, Damn near the same thing as like the Great Depression almost. Like, no, seriously, yeah. And then like the Great Depression wasn't that long ago either. No, for real. Like something I was talking about yesterday is like we like not that far in the history. Like we haven't been here that long. 
Like we look up and we be like, oh, this happened so so long ago. But we like nigga, three hundred years is not that long. Like, yeah. think was, think about the average age of a person. One of my friends was telling me this. Say the average age somebody gets up to like eighty. Yeah. If you're talking about three hundred years ago. 80 plus 80 plus 80 plus... That's four people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of gems, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's not a lot of... It's four gems. It's like, yeah. you can, like, still, like... You still probably have, like, a lot of traits from your great, 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 like, grandma. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy to think about. We still learning as humans, and we feel like we should be so far, but we still learning. It's so yeah. much. So, yeah, we don't have flying cars today, but it it could be possible that within the next few hundred years that... We have like flying cars if we're still here, but like it's just so much for us to learn, and we just feel like, oh, we're already gonna die, everything's gonna go to shit. But like, no, for real, yeah. Do you think people back then were thinking the same thing? Because do you think they had a grasp on life that it was like, oh, history is so far behind? Like, what did they mm. know? Who, wh- who's I don't think they started at the ground level, right? So they had to be thinking the world was coming to an end as well. Yeah, no, I, you know, we can, you can go back to different times where, you know, people thought the world was, I mean, we can go to World War Two, right, ahead, with, like, yeah. Hitler, and all, you know, and all, you know, what Europe really went through and stuff, um, so you can go back in time, I mean, there's always been, you know, things that were, like, you know, on the verge of ending countries, yeah. you know, a certain, you know, types of people and everything, so, I think it's something that we're probably going to end up, you know, cycling through again. Because, you know, people say, oh, we learn history to learn from our past and stuff. Oh, you know why it's so hard, though? It repeats. Bro, I, this is why. I, l- I read this book called, what's that book called? The Fourth Turning. Okay, talk Okay, so yeah. basically, in The Fourth Turning, they were talking about history re- will continue to repeat itself until we learn from it. Mm-hmm. But in America, it always seems to repeat itself because we're never actually learning from it because exactly. of the way Americans see time. Exactly. So we see time as a linear event. Right. So we don't think to connect the Great Depression to fucking COVID. We yeah. don't think to uh, connect the Black Plague to the Great Depression. Shit like that. Yeah. So we think all these vin- uh, all these events are happening individually at one time. And Which it's, is crazy. It's, yeah. And but when you really sit down and analyze these events, they really have some of the same components leading up and to what happened after. It's called the fourth turning because it's like, the basis of the book is that life is cyclical nature. So it repeats itself and then when the circle is complete, we're supposed to move on. That's when you got that linear period. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a fucking whiteboard in here so I could draw it. But it's like that linear period and then the cycle starts again. It's almost I like see. a roller coaster. You know how the roller coasters got the loop? Right. So we're stuck in like an infinite like feedback loop because we're like, oh, this has nothing to do with 30 years ago. This this is nothing. Yeah. And it just keeps going. But since we're not picking up on the pattern, it's going to keep happening to us. But one thing that made sense to me is like, how are we going to call it a linear pattern and say nothing is connecting to anything if we celebrate the same holidays every year? That's that's the yeah. cycle. That's a cycle in itself. Nah, that got me thinking. Yeah. The seasons are a cycle. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we start in the winter and we end in the winter. It's a fucking cycle. Like, yeah. It's actually a pattern because it begins and ends with the same thing. And then in between is the same order of stuff. Right. No, that's crazy to say that. Because, like, you said the fourth turning? Yeah, the fourth turning. I think my dad read that book. I'm it's not even so going to lie. Because it, it's like talking about, like, like every 20 years, right? Yeah, every, like, 20, 25 years and then 100 years. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, Keep I, going. I don't know much about it. You don't know much about it. But 
he was explaining to me about it and how like each chapter was like different events yeah in american history and yeah. stuff so i, I want to look into that now yeah, yeah it's actually really interesting and we never gonna like pick up on it until we like change our worldview of it right yeah and not even worldview it's we're like the only ones like that don't think like that because if you think about uh asian uh religion like buddhism all that shit they talk about the circle of life yeah they say we were we we continue to be born again which is uh what's that called um Uh, reincarnation yeah, yeah reincarnation we continue to be reincarnated to learn the same lesson in life and it's a series of lessons that you have to learn, like yeah. individually. Mm-hmm. And once you learn them, that's when you go to the the higher land or your the higher consciousness or the different plane or whatever. But you're gonna keep coming back until you learn that that lesson. Mm-hmm. They already got a little hook on it, like they way ahead of us. So we could be further if we weren't so rash in how we were thinking. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy, but like, if you weren't in school, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Oh boy. I know that was like a big turn from like the it, fourth turning to like that was that was a right. big curveball right there. Yeah, but like, no, it is. It this is. thing, if you weren't in school, you know, what do you think you would be doing? I, it's so hard for me. You know, I think I would probably want to be a commentator for the NBA. Yeah, how would you get there? So, how do you think you something could, involved with the league? Yeah, yeah, because like sports analyst, right? Oh, it so can cool. it just. It can be ESPN or actually being an actual player or, yeah. you know. Um, Starting somewhere. Yeah, because I just love talking about basketball. I, just, I really do. Yeah. And I think it would be something related to that because, you know, we don't really think about, um, especially like, you know, here yeah. in USC, you don't think about what you would do if you're outside of school because you always in it. Exactly. Yeah. So why would you think of something that that's like, Plan Z to you, yeah. Right? So yeah, like this, this, oh, that'll, that'll never happen. I'll always be in school, but yeah. like, this shit can end tomorrow. Yeah, you know, you can get kicked out for no reason to like tomorrow. No, I know. And they don't owe you like a single explanation. Right. Like, isn't that the beauty of life, though? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, shit can turn just like that. that. And I, it, go ahead. It, it can be anything. It can even be your own health. Yeah. Like, do you know how much I value being like healthy? You know, there's there's a guy. You know, right now maybe like it can be you know. In, like in Kaiser or St. Jude that wants to have the life that I have right now. Yeah. You know. And we just treat our lives like they're not we we take yeah. too much advantage of like what's going on yes. around us and we I feel like we, we're selfish. We're all selfish and yes. ungrateful in a sense. Yes. And not even selfish as in like selfish it's so hard to define selfish too. No, I agree. Because you feel like oh, I want to keep this to myself. Right. Is that selfish? Mm, oh, no. I don't want to share this. Is that selfish? I right. feel like it's selfish when you... There's levels to it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's selfish when you don't use all of your ability to be all of you that you can possibly be. Right. You can be selfish from yourself. It's not necessarily like... You're you're taking from the world by not putting yourself in it. Mm-hmm. By sitting in the corner, you're being selfish. Right. Go and help. Because it's like, what else is there to do? We live to die. Like Right. I don't want to say, like, oh, we're here for no reason. But we do essentially live to die. We yeah. all come in this motherfucker the same way, and we all lead the same the way. The same way, yeah. So we might as well help each other while we're here. Right. If not, you can just die early. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, literally. Go ahead. But, like, one thing I did, Pete, was, like, we, we take things for granted, right, mm-hmm. as obviously as people. But have you noticed this? Like, it can be anybody close, a family member. They're, like, really, really sick, right? Everybody's in the hospital and all that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I would do anything for this guy to be healthy again yeah. right? and all that right sooner or later months go by he starts feeling better 
and everybody forgets about it. How he was like fucking yeah. on the brink of death. He was literally he, yeah, was, he, was, he like, was in ICU for how, how many weeks, and then he's all fine, right, recovering, going yeah. back to work. And we just forget. Where are you? Yeah, th- th- I find that so weird. Like that—that's a human thing because mm-hmm. we take things for granted, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy because we, as cliche as this sounds, you, you don't really know how good something is until you're without it. Exactly. Yeah. Like even like stuff at home. I don't miss home as a whole. I don't. There's nothing there in Detroit for me at least. Right. But it's shit that I had, and it's like, damn. Yeah. I truly did like that person. You don't I realize did. until you lose it. Yeah. So it's like you start to value more things without. Yeah. But I feel like that's so bad in a sense because sometimes that shit not coming back. Like yeah. even when people like pass away, pass away, yeah, you got to give people their flowers when they're here, and that's something that I always, I'm, I'm trying to learn more often because I can get into these modes where it's like I'll be mad at somebody and then I'll just be mad yeah. at them, but like deep down I know if some shit was to happen to them, I, you'd I be hurt. Yeah, I wouldn't feel yeah. like. That's why I feel like holding grudges is just so asinine because it's so dumb. Life is so short. Yeah. We're you not know, here for that long. We're not no, here for yeah. that long, you know. Um, you know, holding grudges on people and just hating people for no reason. Oh bro. yeah, just let that shit fly. I know, and that's why I hate it sometimes. You know, it, it can be a friend or anything, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to see, see you be more successful than them in any way. Nobody wants to see you up. You know, they're not gonna say it to your face. But yeah, that, that's the reality of it. It hurts know? because they feel like if you get up, you're you're gonna forget them. Exactly, but why? Yeah. You know? And I just, I just see, uh, when I observe that, you know, it just, it, it makes me like question a thing or two, obviously, because, you know, now like we're in the real world now, you know, we're freshmen, um, and you know, we, you're seeing everyone coming from different backgrounds, you know, you're from Detroit, I'm mm-hmm. from, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, I have a different background and perception of life and you do as well, yeah. right? So, you know, when you clash with um, different backgrounds and perspectives of people, you know, on this campus, you know, you learn a thing or two and it can be either good or bad, really. It's bittersweet almost. Yeah. It's like, damn, I wish I didn't learn that about that person. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. Right. Because you just never know how people moving, but no, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to stay mad at people when you understand what they've like been through you don't need the whole fucking biography on them like oh, their whole oh, background yeah, no, story absolutely but as long as you understand like oh he grew up uh, father wasn't there oh she grew up had troubles with her mom so yeah. that's why she goes out every night because she doesn't have any sense of uh not solidarity but any sense of centeredness agreed she yeah. always feels rattled you know what i'm saying he right. he didn't grow up in a stable household so that's why he's out here with every woman he sees because he's yeah. Looking for that love he wish he had from his mom. Yeah. So it's it's deeper than surface level than what we think. And for us to get mad at people for just fucking up, like yeah. it's just a fuck up. Yeah. Everybody, it's everybody's first time here. So why are we so mad? Right. What? Why am I so angry at somebody else for something they didn't even know that they was doing? Yeah. And I feel like when people say, "Oh, if the mistake happens twice, it's not a mistake." Because we're not perfect either. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if the mistake happens twice, it's not a mistake. It's, it's so limiting in, in definition because it's, if you didn't learn from the mistake the first time, mm-hmm. of course you're going to keep making the same mistake, cyclical nature. But once you learn from it and then you make that decision again, it's not 
oh, that's on him. It's mm-hmm. okay. So why did he do that? Mm-hmm. Why does he feel like since he's learned, since he's learned it or she's learned it, why do they feel the need to go back to the same repeated action? Right. Because every, I'm sure a lot of people understand that if you want different results, do something different. Yeah. Some people are like so boneheaded that. They understand where they're going wrong. Yeah. But they'll continue to choose the same route, looking for a different answer, because they just want it to work so bad. Right. They just, this is the way it has to work. And that's not their fault. That was imprinted in them. Yeah. Because when I think about, what was I thinking about? I was talking about the fucking news. The news is, like, so scary and demeaning. Like, I just can't watch the news. Like, I will not watch the news. Oh, did you see? No, I didn't see it, because I don't really care. I feel like the news is here to, like, just... Send bad vibes out into the world. Yeah. Because listen, we got like what fifty different broadcast channels. I mean, they're saying co- the same they're, co- shit. they're they're a company as well. You have to think yeah. of it as a business. It's entertainment. It's exactly what it is. I mean, because think about it. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. They're think of what they highlight. You know, how many times do you see the Nobel Peace Prize winner oh, no. of the year? How yeah. many times do you see somebody helping cancer patients? How many times do you see them highlighting somebody? using nanotechnology to help oh, yeah. figure out what the cure to cancer is. How many times do you see them highlight the good? They they always highlight the bad. Every time I turn the news on in Detroit, on the on Detroit's east side, on Detroit's west side, yeah. at three o'clock this morning, somebody was shot. See that apparently. Yeah. Not even yeah. not even that, but they want to strike fear in you yeah. to like not go outside. Yeah. They don't want you to connect with those around you and make you feel like your community is a danger to everywhere. Right. And that's how they like it's almost like when companies get rid of unions. Mm-hmm. When you get rid of unions, you don't have problems anymore. Yep. If the country can get rid of people bonding together and actually connecting, you don't have a problem anymore. Right. You don't risk you don't risk uh people rebelling Backlash. against the government. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. People won't step up to something if they're not banded together. Right. They'll use hate to drive people away from each other and then take away the common goal that would bring people together. They fuck with our head. They do. And it's, it's actually crazy because yeah. I feel like another thing I was saying is I feel like we could really learn from how kids act because they have no biasness in right. how they're acting, especially the, in their pureness. Yeah, yeah. In their younger ages. So really see and understand how a child is reacting to something. Right. If a child is scared of the news, that's not something that should be displayed because what the fuck? That's a good way to put it, yeah. How old do you have to be to watch the news? You know what right. I'm saying? Why does the news have a fucking TV rating? Why is it PG-13? Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, You should be able to turn the news on. A kid can feel scared at something else, but it also should have something that's going to make him happy. I shouldn't turn the fucking TV off feeling like, oh, I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. I should turn the TV off like, damn, I can't wait to go outside. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, the highlighted news for me be like the weather and shit. Like, I'd be like, all right, what's today going to be like? Yeah, and, you know, for me, it's like, um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world. Like we're really fortunate to live here. Yeah, like say. where we at? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, especially because you know, I, I see it in the sense of I know where my family's from, right? Yeah. You know, um, there's, you can look at Ukraine. You can look at you know the Israel-Palestine conflict. You can look at crazy. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, even in Ethiopia, you could see um, a lot of. Um, ethnic groups clashing and a lot of, you know, war-ridden places, you know, there. And 
you know, you, you hear a lot of stuff and stories, you know, from your family and, and, you know, and all that. And you're really grateful to be here. Like my dad always says, you know, being born in this nation is a lottery in a sense. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, you know, only what, like 300 million of us here and the rest of the world is almost pushing probably 8 billion. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, yeah, a lot more people don't realize a lot more countries are like way more yeah. populated. Right. People like are in, we have a bubble here in a sense. Like oh, yeah. this is just like. No, literally. You get stuck in this bubble, and then you never travel out to other worlds. And, I mean, yeah, you see Instagram. You see somebody, oh, these other countries are so nice, but nigga. Uh, don't let me start on to social media, though. They, yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. No. Get into it. We can get into it. I mean, man, it, it's it's just like it's only a highlight of whatever, you know, your life really Good. is. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, I think that's where, you know, people, mental health start to decline in a sense because – you're comparing something that's straight vanity, really. Yeah. That's what it is. And I mean, you know, even on my phone, like, you know, I, you know, we're college students, we're busy people, right? You know, we only, I, I at least for me, I can speak for myself, I, I only use my phone only so much yeah. because, you know, that the outside world after some degree doesn't really mean much to my life, right? The people around me that I see face to face, you know, that matters to me, right? Um, what I have, you know, throughout, throughout my day and whatever program I have going on, that matters to me. My family matters to me, right? You know, you know, some, you know, model from, <laughs> you know, Tampa yeah. doesn't really <laughs> impact not my even life. here, or they're not even here, so yeah. it's like, what the fuck? But people get so caught in that. Oh, yeah. I value human, like, connection over, like, anything Absolutely. else. And then I feel like... And we're losing that in this world. Dude, it's so insane. Yeah. We are. People have no like, people be like, oh, it's so easy to talk to people. No, yeah. Because even like when you look at them, you don't even feel the urge to want to connect anymore. Right, because like, we're getting jaded. Yeah, I don't That's even feel like excited to meet people anymore. Because when I look at them, I'm just like, bro, I don't like, I don't oh, like how that, you're moving. That's not good. Yeah. I don't like your vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you don't nah. have a vibe that brings me to you, I don't want to talk to you. Right. Because I can I already know that if I engage in a conversation with you, yeah. You don't. You're not gonna seem like truly interested. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I I actually I agree with that because I think one skill, like a common sense skill, that's like really valuable. Mm-hmm. I think today is being able to read the room. Yeah. Get it to it. Being able to read the room. There's so many people. I mean, I can go on forever about this. Where, you know, there's just some people that can't understand body language, right? That yeah. can't understand eye contact. What's being said without being said. Mm-hmm. Right. And. I think that's just an important skill to have, like, in a, you know, in the mind. Well, just right for me and you understand reading room, but, like, right. people listening might not understand what reading the room is. So okay. Just get so into it just a little bit. Basically, right, let's say you meet somebody, right? Yeah. And, you know, you're talking with them and anything, you know, they start looking, let's say, their eye, like, their eye to the left as they're talking. They break eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking to the left, to the ground and all that, right? A fake smile pops in there. You're like, oh, okay, shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're like, you you don't you might not know the person, right? Mm-hmm. But th- I think that's what, in a sense, vibes are, right? Yeah. It's just when you click with somebody, you know, it like, happens naturally. It happens naturally. I f- people, yeah, people don't understand when you gotta right. force the connection, bro. Is it's so frail, and I'd rather not talk to anybody than force myself to be around everybody. Right. But just like me and you having it. a conversation right now, right? Like we're just crossing each other. We're just free flowing right now. Yeah, just, nothing. Just talking. There's nothing right. holding us back. There's no bounds. We, exactly. We both understand that we don't have to be here right now. Right. 
and it, we both choose to be in accordance to be here right now because we have commonality. We both yeah. want to talk and share shit with yeah. the world. Yeah. Why, why do you think first impression is so important? Because that's what brings people back to even talk to you in the first yeah, place. So, yeah. And not yeah. even first impression, the first feeling that you give somebody. Absolutely. Where do you leave? Oh, the last impression as well. Oh, yeah. Because when you first start the conversation, okay, if you fuck up, it's, it's a high chance that you may fuck up. Yeah. You might not get it right on the first try. Right. But if you can close out, if you can close, they'll forget everything that happened in the beginning. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's something, like, I think reading the room is built by meeting a lot of people, right? That yeah. Being social, being yeah. putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. Um, you can be an introvert and understand that. I, I really believe that. Yeah. Because some people choose to be introverts and it's not like they always their whole life you know like, hate oh it. i'm so scared right yeah. <laughs> no literally like some people you know like choose to be you know the way they are and that's you know that's perfectly fine i i, I completely relate to that because um, we need people like that in exactly. the world yeah and at the end of the day you're you're a product of your um environment right and you're this you're literally the average of the five people you surround yourself most man with. And I've heard that my whole life at home, and I always thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Boy. It's not. No. Nah. Because yeah. I'm telling you, it's actually insane, because you'll right. find yourself around these people, and then you... Because you don't see yourself changing. That's the yeah. dangerous part. And yeah, a lot of people just won't see their self yeah. change. Like, I'm sure you would, because you have this sense of self that a lot of people don't really have. Like, no, you're able to, that, yeah. you're able to look, I'm sure you're able to look at yourself and be like... All right, this is not me. This is not yeah. something that I'm used to doing. Right. I'm straying away. Now, what's causing this? You're, right. you're able to ask the questions. Some people uh, fall into it and then, like, just never understand what's going on. And then it'll just change them. Like, they just morph into this other person. Yeah. 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 It, it takes, I mean, for majority of people, it takes somebody that, you know, they haven't seen in a year or two to tell yeah. them that, right? Yeah. To be just a straight arrow and tell them, hey, like, nigga, you changed. Yeah, like, well, like what you doing, like, <laughs> <laughs> man? Cause I see, nah. But like I see people like they going through stuff and they and I'll be like, damn, that's not the person yeah. I knew. You know what I mean? It's like I wonder what happened to make them want to change and to do that. Right. It's not necessarily bad because I'm not them and they're not me, and they may have to go through different things to learn life lessons that I learned yeah. through different ways. Right. Everybody has their own path. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I always think about, though, is, like, they say we are always influenced by the people that we're around. I asked this question to somebody once. I said, when does it become that the people you are around are influenced by you? Mm. How, do you knew, how do you know that you are the person that people are modeling themselves to, towards and afters? We always phrase the uh, statement in a way that it's like, oh, I have to be the one to change. The other people aren't changing. Right. What type of position do you have to be in to be the person that people look up to and change after? And that can be a blessing and a curse because if you're a good person, it's good for right. those people. But even if you're a good person, it'll be hard to shape yourself because right. you're in an environment where everything is tailored towards you. No, absolutely. Yeah. I like to go into environments where not shit tailored towards me yeah. and I get it to work in my favor almost right i don't go in looking to manipulate people but i go in looking for people that can help me look better right that can help me feel better to raise you up yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you gotta you can't have yes men yeah no, if you not here, yeah if you're the person if you un, if you realize that you're the person in the circle that people always saying yes to it's time to lead that circle yeah you're 
eventually you're gonna plateau. It's gonna feel good. You're gonna be on a high, but with every high, with every high comes a crash. They're gonna drag you back like a rubber band. That's how it is. Yeah, and yeah. not even on purpose, but that's just because and naturally. Yeah. Once they stop moving, that's that's how it is. It's like you're moving with a rubber band. You can be moving at the same speed, and the rubber band doesn't stretch. But once they stop growing, and you're trying to continue to grow, that's when the rubber band keep going. Yep. And it's only gonna get so far between either they let yeah. go or you let go. And if they let go, good, because you're gonna fly forward. Right. If you let go, yeah, you're gonna fly back to where you were. Now you gotta recover yeah. that ground. And you've probably like, you know, I, I know I've experienced this, but you yeah. probably like even back home in Detroit, like I, I could imagine, you know, you outgrowing people, right? Yeah. It naturally happens. And it's tough, especially when you're like a you, you know, you have a good heart and everything to let go of people, I'd yeah. say. I think the main thing um, I would say is just like being able to accept it in a sense where like you have to ask those tough questions to yourself like am I the problem? Yeah. Because I think that like we, we, we don't have enough of that to where like you know you're able to say sorry. You're able to apologize. Right. Yeah. See where you're going wrong. Exactly. It's so easy to be like oh he did this. Right. She did that. They did this. So they don't like people. me. They never invite me anywhere. Yeah. Well, nigga, probably because you never around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people, people can have their own assumptions as well. Right. We always have our own assumptions, but we never think about what the other person may be thinking. Right. And that comes. It's it's a it's like a double edged sword to think like I that. I agree. Because you could go, oh, I'm thinking this, but what if they're thinking that? And then you trick yourself into right. not doing an action. But if you're able to find a good little balance like in the middle where it's like yeah okay i'm observing this but what am i doing myself that could maybe cause them to feel this way right yeah yeah no absolutely and i think that's just something that shows maturity mm -hmm. um you know i think everyone here especially on this campus they're learning something about themselves this semester right everybody's um reflecting on you know what they had back home and then you're put in a place where you know these aren't people you grew up with yeah it's not like that anymore mm -hmm. you know and it's just so important to understand that more than even applying that in my opinion because you you start to understand your environment mm -hmm. one and two you know who your people are going to end up being because now you know you have an identity Mm -hmm. you know who you, you are no yeah yeah and i think that's just like especially being here like you know in la and um you know there's a lot of temptations around us right and the city moves so fast, fast. i need people to understand that this I, is no. it's probably one of the most fast paced yeah. cities no, you touch can on be that in. yeah yeah um even in observance so we're in south central yeah and south central is almost like detroit in a sense as yeah. in like environment and such oh my god i wish yeah. i like I don't like that I don't understand, like, so, like, in Detroit, I can go to the suburbs, right? Yeah, you know everything. But, but I still understand, like, yeah. the hood part, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't understand this hood, though. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. want to. That's the right. thing. I don't want to fall into it, yeah. but you never see them because, okay, when you're thrown on this campus, you're put into this bubble. Right. And this bubble is, like, right, like, in the middle of the hood. Like, my right. high school was like that. Like, you get into this bubble, but you're, like, right in the middle of the hood. Yep. You in this bubble... And you always hear about the bad stuff going on, but you never see the people. Yeah. Like, the closest, like, I've ever gotten to it is probably... Actually, no. One guy ran up on me. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't crazy, but he was just a cool guy. But he was just talking to me like, he's like, 
this South Central, like, this, yeah. this, and that. He was, I'm 31. I done been in jail three times, and I'm just listening. I'm like, hey, I'm hearing you. Hey, like, man. And need, those are the type of people, but they can see something in you that you can't see in yourself. Right. I can tell you a thing or, or two, because, you know, I grew up here, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I, I knew this area, um, I wouldn't say, you know, obviously deep, but especially around USC, it's changed in the past 10 years. It's been very gentrified. Um, and they're... This fucking sucks because you, you want to. Uh, right. I just like to understand the roots of where I'll I'm give at. you a good example. Go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, do you know, you know Inglewood, right? Yeah. So, Inglewood was a very black neighborhood. Hell yeah. Very. I mean, I had family there and all that. So, when SoFi, this is a good example. SoFi, the right? Stadium, yeah. Right. Construction started working. Rent. Up uh, through the roof because they got to. Uh, everybody just started panicking, right? People don't understand because people started getting They got to look out. for. I'm sorry. Go ahead. People don't understand that this rent goes up because these uh, the people that's like owning the stadium, yeah. they're not paying for the stadium out oh, their no. ass. Yeah. They're getting a fat ass loan from the bank, right? And mm. when what they're doing is they, they try to buy up the property around yep. so they can help get money to uh, you know, pay back the loan and then make yeah. income on top of that. But they're not really getting income until the building is paid off. And you paying off the building by the rent going up, so you're paying yep. them. And then the only profit that they can really actually kind of make is maybe off the ticket sales. Yeah. But even with the ticket sales, the players still got to get paid. The NBA got to get a cut. Any broadcast studio got to get the cut. So it's like these rent prices is going up because you paying for the building. No, literally. So if you vote for the building to come, nigga, you paying for it at the same time. But they try to, oh, my God. Never mind. I'm gonna learn yeah. something. It's something I want to read. It's a book I want to read. It's called Double Speak, and when I read it, I'm gonna talk about it because I feel like exactly what I just said is gonna play a part in what I was talking about. But keep okay. going. How they gentrified the neighborhood? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Inglewood. Uh. So yeah. So Fi. You know, it starts getting constructed and people starting getting pushed out to like you know this, uh, the valley, San Fernando. Yeah. Because there's. No else to relocate. Yeah, and I mean, you can go back to LA's history. You can go back all the way to, you know, the the 50s uh, with Dodger Stadium and the Chavez Ravine, where you know you had Latino families there in that area uh, in Echo Park, and all of a sudden, you know, these big real estate, you know, project comes in, you know, yeah. and you have to relocate all these people, mm-hmm. and they're kind of left stranded, you know, mm-hmm. to what was home with them, yeah. and. Now we just know that place, you know, as Dodger Stadium. Tell me they're doing the same thing in Detroit. Oh, it's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And and it's w- the reason why I'm go- uh, talking about this is because yeah. I USC is, a, I would say, a product of that in a sense, especially with the African-American community that was around here. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different. Yeah. Especially, I think you're going to start seeing, like what I'm accustomed to seeing at USC mm-hmm. is get it's more and more and more south of MLK uh, Boulevard, right? Okay. It It's complete, like especially, because I remember this place before the village was even built. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, my dad, when he first immigrated here, you know, he lived on um, 28th and Hoover. Okay. First place, like around uh, Hoover and Adam. That was the first place he was. And... You know, he has stories. You know, yeah, he tells me stuff. Yeah, yeah. He came here in the middle of uh, the L.A. riots in 92 when That's Rodney King's beating. Wow. Imagine this guy coming from <laughs> Africa. Right? Don't know what the fuck going on. And there's cars on fire. <laughs> He's like, this is America? 
<laughs> this is America. Yeah, like literally. Don't get me like no, I might get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm gonna get copyrighted. Yeah. So like it, just imagine that, right? He's coming in the mist like, you know, March of ninety two and you know, he's seeing all this, you know, uh, you know, shit go- going around and around and then Yeah. It's you know, and that and that was a big moment in LA's history, I would say too. You know, it, it really and not even LA, but just, you know, in history of America, right? And, and we saw it in 2020 as well, you know, with George. And mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, obviously, like we were talking about history, you know, repeating itself yeah. in America. Well, there you go. That's another product of that. And, um, but yeah, no, it, uh, gentrification is really big in LA and I think in other major cities as well. I, I'm, I probably don't have as much, you know, knowledge on that, mm-hmm. but I know for sure here, I can tell you, you know, Clippers are making a stadium now in Inglewood. I mean, Lord knows what's happening there now. Yeah, and it's they they show like, oh yeah, we're getting these na- these neighborhoods are getting better. These neighborhoods are getting better. Right. But they never say they never say how they're getting better. Oh yeah. They aren't going in helping the fucking community. Yeah. They're going in. They're going in and they're just exterminating the fucking community. Literally. It's like a genocide without like killing people. No, seriously. If I understand what genocide is the right way, but like. They're going in and they're just removing these people from their homes and just breaking down the homes. These motherfuckers have no consciousness. Like, None. They don't care. Yeah. Money is what drives these people. In this country. It's insane. Yeah. Capitalism was a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, no. did you know, do you know what Black Friday means? Go ahead. Bruh, Johnny uh, Gadam taught me that. Okay. So he said, companies have a chart. Uh-huh. And it marks, like, their profits. Like, they understand what their profits are. Like, they can look at it. Like over the course of the year and shit, you notice it's getting closer to the end of the year. They want to start closing out, and if they ain't met them deadlines, not even deadline, but them uh, the goals, yeah, the yeah. quarter goals, they got to find a way to make extra profit. So, if the profit is in the red, it doesn't exist. So, right, it's uh, it's elastic. Mm. That's the math one eighteen. Okay, well, that's one eighteen right there. <laughs> yes, key. But it's elastic, <laughs> so they're not pushing through and they're losing money. Like, yeah, they paying for all this shit and it's getting sold, but. It's not covering the cost of what it costs to make it or ship it or whatever. So they like, damn, how are we going to get in the black, which is the profit margin? Right. So they do is they drive all these prices low. I'll tell you about the marketing scheme they do for that, too, that he taught me. Mm-hmm. They drive these market prices low so they can boost sales. Got you. So it's like, a okay, I can't get a few people to buy a lot. So I'm going to get a lot of people to buy a little. Mm-hmm. The more people you can bring in with these low prices, boom, 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 It starts to shoot up through the roof. So now they're in the black, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. But he also taught me, he said, uh, what did he say? He was like, these prices aren't even really as low as we think they are. Right. Because what they do right before Black Friday, they boost the price of the uh, item up, and then they put the discount. Yeah. So he was like, say like a scooter costs um three hundred dollars. Fifty percent off, that's hundred and fifty. Yeah. They will be losing way too much money. Right. So what they do is they're gonna up it a little bit. They up the price from three hundred to like five hundred uh-huh. and then take fifty percent off, quote unquote. Yep. So that's instead of it being like an actual two hundred and fifty dollars off, yeah. they only took fifty dollars off because the scooter was you know what I'm saying, it was yeah. three hundred initially. So and people running over people in convenience stores. Yeah, yeah and it's, I mean, it's, and they man. just turn against each other. And yeah. it's so, 
we learn how to desensitize people to these like nigga oh, that yeah. these brash acts. That is insane. Yeah, that, you've seen those videos. How bro. many people like, die on Black Friday? That's yeah, what I want to know. Over TVs and that's everything. the purge right there. Oh yeah, I it's mean, crazy. I mean that that's how you manipulate the public. That's what it is. And the I news, mean social media, the one percent run this country, bro. bro. Like I, Damn, bro, I'm saying this. Trying to get on uh, <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> I, try to get I just want to get to a place where yeah. it's like. I know I'm good, and I know I can give back. My thing is, if you're honest, if you have integrity, you know, if if people are able to like you, right, yeah. and if you have a work ethic, you'll be fine. You're good. Yeah. It just may not be happening as fast as no. you expect it to, but yeah. you're going to be fine. It, it takes one year. Yeah, your your entire life changes in a year. Your whole life. Your yeah. entire life changes in a year. Yeah, you can make 13 startups, but if one takes off... Bro, you good. That's it. I'm saying, it, it takes... Oh, this is one thing I love to say. Uh, if you breaking a, if you breaking into marble, mm -hmm. it's not gonna break on the first hit. No, but it will break on the last. It will. And it wasn't the last hit that did it. It was the ninety nine other hits that you did right, right. before the hundred. Yeah. And then the hundred was like, boom, yeah. I got it. Yeah, and I, you know, I, you know, I shouldn't be the one talking about like, uh, you know, success because you know I haven't, I haven't gone there yet. You know, but Everybody, what do you label as success? Well, I mean. I have my own personal goals of what success is, right? Okay. And that, to me, that's being able to provide for your family. Okay. Right? Not, your kids not needing to be able to, like, stress out about, about well, anything. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, their life is covered, and so are their kids, right? That, to me, is, like, what success is, right? Being, it's not even living a comfortable life, but it's being able to provide as a man, okay. right? And, you know, all the... There's only so much you can do mm -hmm. with uh, money. That that's why, to me at least, like, I want to like travel, explore the world more Man, than anything. Yeah. Like, like, do you have a bucket list where you place? Yeah, you go? like even for here, I just wrote down a list of like just cities that came yeah. to mind. I don't know much about California, but uh -huh. San Santa Fe, San Santa Diego, Fe? just shit. I went oh. to Santa Fe last week, and I played football. It was beautiful. Okay. Actually, a few days ago. On wow. Sunday, I went to Santa Fe so I could play football. New Mexico? No. Oh. California. I got to start with California. Oh, first. okay. I was like, uh, so Santa I go, Fe. <laughs> yeah, I want to go up and down the coast. Okay. And then, like, as I get older, like, even for like spring break, I want to, me and my roommate, we're going to go somewhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We just want to fly somewhere. We're not going to go home, but we, we want to go somewhere. Because it's like, you don't get to where you want to be unless you start. So, one thing I was want to tell you be careful of is when you're thinking about success, don't think of it as a, uh, Oh, I can't live until I get it. You got to live no, now. No, you got to live There now. we go. So, so you understand it. Oh, come on, All right, man. good. Because yeah, you get it. A lot of people yeah. don't get it. They'll no, be like, I know. oh, I can't go outside until I get this. Nigga, yeah. you never going to make it outside. You don't, you don't want to get stuck in that cycle of where, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong working a nine to five. I'm just saying like in a sense of like you just wait until you retire. Bro, these people. Just, oh, my God. People. I'm sorry. Not, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I'm sorry to cut you off. But people are like, oh, internship this, internship that, job yeah. this, job that. Yeah. Nigga, we 18. This is the freest you ever going to be. Like, Fuck an internship, yeah. bro. Like, find ways to make monies, but get, like, small jobs that's easy to quit. You can't go to do an internship at a big company and then quit because as much as it may not seem like you're a big factor, you are a huge factor at that company because you're yeah. low-key kind of free labor. They yeah. don't got to worry about, like, paying your insurance if some shit happens yeah. to you. So, like... You are an essential worker at that place. And once you, you get that role and responsibility, that's when they got you. Right. They and like, go ahead. They built, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. They built familiarity with you and the company. And that's why they give the job offer two, three years after you've been interning 
internship mm-hmm. in there for so long. Nigga, go work at the coffee shop, take your paycheck, split it in half, put half in the savings, put half somewhere else, live below your means, nigga. Go to the dining hall, get something to eat. I'm not saying don't splurge at all. Go get you a little yeah. sign for a wing stop here and there, a little $15, $20 meal. But, like, yeah. go get these small little jobs that you can quit at any time. Nobody's right. going to care if you quit these jobs because you're easy to replace. So you should be able yeah. to work here. Be like, man, I learned this on this job. I learned this working at Starbucks, this, this, and that. I know how to make coffee. I learned, I learned how to talk to people. I know how to do this. And they paid me at the same time. Right. It's not always labor. Yeah. You take that and you utilize that. And then you start working toward your, towards your goals now. Like People ask me, what do you do when, when you get out of college? This, this, and that. Where do you want to work at? Nigga, I hope I ain't working for somebody else other than myself. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to get there is if I put that mindset into my head now and mm. start chasing it right now. Right. I got the podcast going. I don't know. This could be one of the biggest podcasts in Who a knows? year. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Literally. It can blow up in a year. Exactly. But I want to have this as, dang, I'm putting this in the universe. Yeah, I like this. But I'm using this as like my driver. Like this is my car. This is getting me from A to B. Right. This is giving me something to talk to people about. You can be as uh, ambitious as you want, uh, connect, network all you want. But if you don't have anything to offer, these people aren't going to remember you. If somebody meets me, yeah, they're going to have a good time. They're going to know me the next time they see me. But if I don't offer them to stay connected with me without me having to talk to them, right? they're going to forgive me. I'm going to perish because they meet so many different people. So if I say, oh, my name is Austin Ennis. I've done this, 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 and this. They'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, I have a podcast. And they go, oh, okay. So he's doing something for himself. Right. He wants to help himself. So once people see you helping yourself, they're going to be more inclined to help you. So- you might not want to work for them. They, you might not want a job, but they're going to be like, okay, I have a friend that does this. Mm-hmm. You can work here, and you can get people on the podcast here. You can do this. This is a start here. So once you get there, it's not like you don't have to play for that team. You don't have to work at that job. They give you the connection. You utilize it, and then something builds from there. And at the same time that you're doing all of that, you're building yourself at the same time. You don't always have to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have to go get this internship. But it's good to learn, though. Yeah, I'm saying. Because I think yeah. you need that in a sense of mm-hmm. – I mean, if you're going to start your own business, wouldn't you know what the insides is like, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you get these jobs, but make sure you tailor the job to something. You got to be open-minded. You don't get attached to it. Yeah. Stay detached from it, but also be willing to learn and know when enough is enough. Right. A lot of people don't know when enough is You got to understand enough. your value. Yeah. And you, I can touch on that because ahead. one thing we, um, you know, we learned, um, at least my economics professor now in uh, 203, he like teaches uh, me at least is you have to understand your value in a sense in the in the job market because what you're getting paid your value is three times more than that yeah the company's gonna profit off you yeah no matter what no matter what just you sit in chairs bro yeah. they they may so, say don't oh if you don't come to work you're not right. gonna be paid nigga if I make six figures at let's say some like corporate firm right they make seven eight of them bitches my value is probably three hundred four hundred yeah because what I'm bringing in right yeah commission doesn't justify who you are right they and use that what like my grades go ahead right. yeah, yeah it's like yeah. almost like grades go literally ahead. yeah like and I, I i can speak as um as well for ib right okay and let's say you know you make a billion dollar you know like merger right yeah if i'm getting one percent of that but you know i was the one on the phone i was doing all this work for this you know for this to fall through and everything it doesn't really justify you know your effort right yeah. it doesn't it doesn't measure that yeah. So I feel like, in that sense, people have to understand what their value is. Um, and 
uh, that's also that's something my dad always taught me. You know, you have to understand that you can't get it's it's a business at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. Even a university is a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the tuition we're paying. You think that You're just like, are you dead? Yeah, yeah. right. Like, exactly. <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's well, everything. I can't runs. say too much though, because I'm using that shit. Yeah, yeah. So tuition, not that though. Yeah, no, tuition. But I'm like, bad. I'm like winking yeah. at Johnny, like when yeah. I say that tuition is really bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. but now we love uh, President Folk, you know, yeah, and everybody she, here. Cool. Um, All right, yeah. You know, endorse, uh, fight on. Yeah, USC. fight on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> like, you have to get that mindset to where how things are ran, mm-hmm. right? It. I mean, you can look at a lot of different uh, places that you don't think is a business, and it's just it can be a university. Mm-hmm. Um, can, grocery stores right even uber washington man nigga I those mean, little ass scooters y'all be riding oh come on man. billion dollars nigga sitting on his ass he yeah. probably got 50 in the bitches at his house right now Literally. y'all paying for his tuition y'all paying for his mortgage y'all paying for everything he got yeah. small shit that's the type of shit yeah. i want to tap into like that's I, what i need to start tapping and into. i tap like one, one, one thing i peep is you know when we're at the football games and stuff right yeah look how many sponsorships there are man just 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 observe that think of how much People be like, oh, this school has so much money. Yeah. Think of what we're not paying for, though. Yeah. It's the shit that we're not paying for because these companies are going to give you stuff because it's like, uh, is that is that bear marketing? What is it called? Is that bears marketing? Bear, bear market? Uh, yeah. Bear I mean, bear market is like when it's booming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I'm talking about a marketing tactic. Uh, I forget what it's called. But it's like if you just hammer it right in front of people, uh-huh. they can see it. Yeah. And that's what makes them like want to go buy it. So a lot of people, like, when you see um, big-ass mascots, you mm-hmm. go, oh, shit. Right. I want to go buy that now. Yeah. That's the type of shit that they use. So, they, boom, so you see all these fireworks and stuff like that, and people are interested in that. People are going to know, well, the people at the companies know it's going to grasp somebody's attention. And as long as it gets one person's attention, boom, we got at least 50 other people because they're going to want to share it. People want to talk. People want to talk. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to give it to us. Because we can market and just put it in a stadium, and we don't have to think about it. Mm. So we're saving so much money. Yeah, mm. it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much. I mean, we're not paying for. You know, yeah, like just just observe the people that sit in the front. You know, like I uh, I think a good explanation when we were at uh, you know the USC and uh, UCLA game, the yeah. guy that was sitting in front of us Dude, that with the shades, right? Insane. You he know, just looked like did, he ain't have a care in the world. How did he get in the front row? What does he do? You know He's, that. that that's something I ask myself, right? People like that. Right. You don't really know him, but you know he got some. Right. But they not too flashy with it. Yeah. He can have a $50,000 watch on, but you wouldn't know, nigga, because you don't be up it. on that. Right. But I be clocking that sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, go ahead. And it's just, uh, that's something, you know, we, um, I think we need to start observing, especially if you want to, you know, get into that realm of, you know, wanting to be successful. It's mm-hmm. like, you got to see people that are actually up there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Austin does podcasts. You know, what's the number one podcast right now, right? Couldn't tell you. Uh, you Me. Hell, I'm yeah, the that's number you. one that's podcast. You? All right. Yeah, no. Yeah, but Joe, no. Joe Rogan don't got shit on you? Yeah, no, yeah. Joe Rogan going <laughs> to email me soon and be like, hey, I heard that shit you was talking about. Okay. No, that, not, <laughs> and you, need, you need that confidence. I'm yeah, serious. That's, that's type of stuff I think yeah. about, bro. Because it's like, I just love when I get feedback on these two because they make me want to get up and do it. I'd be like, ah, yeah. I can't stop. Because, I mean, you know, personal battles, this, this, and that. So to be like, yeah. damn, is this really working? But when people like Austin, this is actually helping me. And then I'm like, yeah, I got a calling. Yeah. This is bigger than me. And I'm not saying I'm putting my problems aside. Right. But I'm saying, like, 
I got to get my own head out of my own ass. Yep. And look up and be like, Austin, you're helping people. You're in a position where you got to be the person that says, all right, I'm going to buckle down and do this. Yeah. It takes those sacrifices to be some be a man for others. That's that's what the, I went to a Jesuit school. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And that's it, it was all about being a man for others. Yeah. And so they like, fuck what you need and go help somebody else. Because your problems aren't as big on a scale as they may seem as somebody else's problems. Yeah. And if you can go and solve fifty other people's problems, if you can go solve fifty other people's problems and your problems not solved after that, you need to go to the doctor and get some help. You need this is deeper than what you think, bro. Right. So like, you should be able to. Once you give, you can get back in return. Yeah, I feel so good after I post these episodes and people get back to me like, man, it's really helping, man. Really, yeah, I'm, I'm really listening. Yeah, because when I post, I'm like, ain't nobody gonna listen to this shit. Do people like really listen to podcasts? Like, I didn't really I, know. Right. Yeah. But people like, I never listened to a podcast, but since you posted it. And I and you grasp my attention. I'm into it now. Now I really want to learn more. You really helping me. So it's up to me now to keep learning information, keep going out to get this experience, keep putting myself in positions where I can't like I'm putting myself where I want to be. Right. Because I have a responsibility to take care of others in a sense. And I don't want to be like, oh, I'm the one driving it. But I have a responsibility in people's lives now, I believe. And that's what keeps me going mm-hmm. to feel like okay, Austin, we can't sit down, we can't settle, we got to keep going and we got to keep doing. And no matter how down you get, you can figure that shit out on the way there, you can figure it out in the conversation, you can figure it out just talking, but, like, come on, we got to, if we want to, yeah, if we want to be where we want to be at, we got to be doing it. And you got to execute. Yeah, and I'm so fortunate to have these people that believe in me. Yeah. Okay, if they believe in me, it's time for me to believe in myself as well. Do you see growth? Yeah. From, me from like a year and stuff. Bruh. Like from where you were and everything. Where I was a year ago. Yeah. Let me see where I, a year ago today. I can go to my Google photos and see where I was yeah. there a year ago today. Because I can speak volumes. Like even Go ahead. Me. Go ahead. I'll tell you and I'll look this up. Right. And it's it's amazing to see um, how much, you know, I, like I believe it, like this world is a cause and effect world. Right? Yeah. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Um, yeah. And boy. I mean, just like where, like, I did not know, you know, where I was going to end up going to school, mm-hmm. whether I was going to stay there or, you know, wherever I was going to end up. But I had a concise and, like, tangible plan, right? Yeah. And I just went and, you know, followed through with it. And that feeling, you know, when you, whether it's that acceptance letter, um, you know, getting awarded some academic letter, um, it can yeah. be really anything. But just knowing that your input comes with a great output. It's it's very rewarding and it gets you more hungry to be honest with you, because you want to keep chasing. Oh, I'll tell you about that too. I'll tell yeah, you yeah. how that works. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, okay. So it's like, all right. So basically, how the brain works is, when you get this big rush of dopamine after doing this certain action, yeah. your brain goes, "Oh shit!" Right. I like I like that. And all it takes is one time. One time. And that's the difference between people that aren't successful and people that are successful. They keep chasing that feeling. Who, who was the example? The person was like, uh, I don't know, just think about a show business person. Like people that like really get successful at movies. They go movies. to this audition. Uh-huh. Like say like Denzel Washington goes okay, to an Denzel. audition. All right. Goes to an audition. This is his first audition. And he does great. Now that he's got that dopamine rush, he's like, oh shit, I did so good. 
he starts to look for ways to recreate that moment. Yeah. So that's what drives them and gives them everything that they need. They're like, yeah, I need to do this again. I need to do this again. Boom. That's like yeah. me recording these fucking podcasts. I'm like, yep. that was such a great episode. Yep. Got to do it again. So I start, what can I learn? Right. What can I learn? Who can I talk to? What can I talk about? Yeah. Even if I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's a muse. I got to do it. You just got to yeah. do it. And that's what drives me. You just yeah. got to just find what drives you. What drives you, Johnny? What drives me? What drives you, Johnny? I mean, man. My family. Yeah. I mean, just just seeing their smile on their that's faces. That's a commonality man. that I see a lot. Yeah. But go ahead, your family. Seeing yeah. their smile on their just, faces. Just seeing my mom smile, mm-hmm. my dad saying, I'm proud of you. That's beautiful. That, that to me, is a world in the yeah. sense of... Um, that that's what makes me want to go even more. It's yeah, a, it's not even. I'm not doing this for them, obviously, but mm-hmm. in a sense, I want to make them proud. Right? Yeah, I get that. You know, it's not like they're choosing. You know what I want to study because everybody in my family thought I was gonna be an engineer. Everybody <laughs> when they said you know e- economics, bro, like what? Yeah, my math teacher kept telling me to be an engineer. Yeah, oh yeah, because I just love math. Yeah. Thank you, Miss uh, Miss Lineweaver. I'm still doing really good at math, but right, because you know my dad worked at Viterbi here, at, like Marina Del Rey, off wow. campus for That's 12 sweet. years. That's why we were here in LA. That's tough. Yeah, so it's a full circle being here because you know I would have had free tuition if he was here for 15 years, but it's, he was only here for 12. It's it's so it's such a, a big circle moment because my granddad was born here, really, in East LA. There you go. And yeah. then he moved to Detroit. And then his dad, my great-granddad, he didn't want to move to Detroit. So he stayed here. Yeah. But we ended up burying him in Detroit. Uh-huh. But not a nigga back. Through me. Crazy. You know, it's, it's like insane how Crazy. it's insane how this shit goes. So, like, we like to think that... I'm going to close the episode. We've been here like an hour. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can keep going all day. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah, real. Folks, we, so like, we can do this all day. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, damn, I lost. No, 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 no. It was like, uh, oh, it's crazy how we think, like, a lot of the things that we do are like, oh, I'm so fortunate that this happened. This just so happened to happen. No. Nigga. My great-granddad <laughs> was born here. Well, they came here, whatever. The fucking bloodline was in California. Yep. It ended up getting to Detroit. And, like, growing up, I always wanted to go to California. I just, I didn't know why. I just wanted to go. And I stopped thinking about it for a while. Now I'm back and I'm living here. Man. So it's like, it's crazy how, just think about the things you asked for as a kid. Mm-hmm. And when things happen, instead of thinking of it as a new event, be like, damn, is this something I prayed for when I was younger? Yeah. Is this something I was really looking for when I was younger? Right. And now it has manifested itself in your life. Yeah. Because things take time. It does. And things are going to happen unexpectedly once you stop thinking about them that's when they pop the fuck up yeah that's when it starts to happen so it's great to be grateful for the blessings in your life and stuff and think of them as new events and stuff but that can be tiring because you begin to grow accustomed to being like oh damn when is a new event gonna come start to think about it as i already asked for this and now it's coming to me yeah and then you feel more fulfilled because you're like oh my god I asked for so much else. I asked for so much more. And if this came and I asked for it this long ago, think about what's coming next. Yeah. And it makes you just feel so, it just makes you feel so excited. Right. Cause and you enjoy the roller coaster ride. Yeah. That's it's, what it is. It's like a wave of emotions. Right. Because it's, like, it's not always going to be up. It's not. It's not. And yeah, that's just, like I was saying, the dopamine crash. The yeah. higher you get on that dopamine, yeah. the harder it's going to crash. Right. But as long as it's healthy dopamine, you should be fine. Yep.
Unless you getting like drunk as fuck and high. Oh yeah, you, that, that's for another. Well, that's episode. another. Yeah, that's yeah. another. So we go close it up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you have, all for listening, man. Do you have anything like a quote or anything that you live by that you can say today, or like just something oh, that man. when shit get hard, you just be like, "Boom, that's my quote. That's what I say," and then everything's straight. Um, probably for my dad. Okay, go ahead. And it's you know. Just follow wherever the river takes you, you know. Hey. Don't and just don't fight upstream because it wasn't meant for you. You're not a salmon. So, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Love it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being on and thank you for listening. No, nah, thank you. Yeah, I'll, right. I'd love to come back here, man. All right, bet. Yeah. You always looking on. You, right. you're my best friend. Appreciate it, Austin. All right. yeah. No problem.